Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Pattaya, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information and advice. Now, I have pulled out one of the legends of the nightlife scene here in Pattaya. Larry, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. It's great doing to well. have you here, my man. It's Thank great you very much to have this guy. Me. I've known this guy a long time, and I'll tell you what, he knows so much about the nightlife here. And we're going to talk about that in more detail as we go on. Before we get into that, Larry, I mean, where are you from originally? I was born in Michigan in the U.S. Okay. When I was 16, we moved to San Francisco. Yeah. And I was there for until I came to. Uh, Thailand. Oh, okay. And what were you doing when, I mean, obviously as a, as a young man, a young, young lad with the whole world in front of you, I mean, I'm guessing you didn't think to yourself, do you know what, when I grow up, I want to live in Pattaya. So, I mean, what was your aspirations when you were younger? I, uh, I really didn't have any. I was a stubborn, I was a <laughs> stubborn guy. I uh, didn't graduate high school. Okay. Didn't go to my senior year. I got in the restaurant business. Yeah. Which led to a uh, meat company. Okay. I ran a wholesale meat company shipping department wow. for about 20 years in San Francisco. In San Francisco? In San Francisco. Oh, man. I bet that was cool. It was different. <laughs> it, was, it was different. It was different. But it was fun. It, it, was, it was good. I liked it. You know, it's, it's great working in a 28 degree below zero blast freezer. You know? <laughs> 28 degree below. It got cold. So, you know, hang on, like 28 degree degrees below and like we're in 28 degrees plus. There you go. <laughs> That's a bit of a difference. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, when, when you were growing up, obviously, you know, like you said, you were going through the changes of doing the, the, uh, the commercial work that you were doing, etc. When did you first come to Pattaya? About 1997. 1997, so what we now, 07, 17. That's nearly, well not nearly 30 years, but it's not far short, is it? That's, no. Wow. And what was that, that kind of, was it just like a, a lad's holiday or was it your holiday? I mean, how did that happen? Well, well my first Thailand trip, I didn't get to Pattaya. I got to Bangkok and I didn't get any farther than the beer garden on Soy 7. <laughs> I found a, uh, let's say, an interpreter there, and she helped me with my tie for the whole 10 days I was here, and I went home, and I was wow. hooked. Wow, you were hooked, and that was it. Like, were you counting down the days as to when you were next back out? Uh, I went home, and 24 hours after the plane landed, I booked my next trip. Do you know what? I can so relate to that. Because I remember when I first came here, like you, I never came to Pattaya first. I actually went to Bangkok, very similar story to yourself. But I must admit, when I got home, and I'm sure you guys watching this can relate to this, particularly if you come out many, many times, I remember going back and thinking, where's the tourist, Where, where's the uh, tour operator? I've got to book my ticket, I've got to book it. And you know, you go back down to the high street shop and can I book another ticket, please? And they'll be like, well, would you like to see the book? No, it's Pattaya. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, I mean, back in the day, I mean, obviously you've been here a lot, lot sooner than I ever have. I mean, what was it like? You know, I tell people that you miss the golden years. From the, the late 90s through, I would say, about 2010 or 11. Yeah. They, they were just the best years. But the guys that are coming now are going to remember how it is now. And in 20 years, they're going to tell their buddies, yeah. you missed it from 2021 until 2030. Those were the best years. Yeah, yeah. So it's different for everybody. But I mean, it was so much fun back then. In what way? Well, you were just treated different. You were, it was, it was... The girls were far less mercenary. It was a lot more fun. Uh, I mean, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. See, I don't drink either. I mean, I have a good time and I don't drink alcohol. Mm, wow. And I kept coming back. I mean, it was, 
I, I just, I just, I just can't explain it. It was just good times. So when you were going out, I mean, obviously back in the day, back when it was like you were saying these good times. I mean, in terms of the nightlife, I mean, how different was the nightlife back then to what it is now? I mean, was it as full on? Was it as, as energetic and as enthusiastic as it is here? Or was it a bit more laid back and chilled out? I think it, it's kind of the same as it was back then. But, but back then, the, it, it was just, when you went into a club back then, everybody, it seemed, was excited to see you. You know, I mean, the last time I was in Bangkok, I was in Twisters recently, well, before the, the lockdown. Yeah. And the girls were on stage texting. Yeah. And the mama-san I knew from her days at, uh, here in Padia, and I said to her, well, you allow them to have their phones. And she looked at me and she said, Larry, if I don't allow them to have their phones, they'll go to work next door. Wow. Wow. That's and, mad. And, you know, I mean, they, in 97, 98, probably up until 2000, there weren't a lot of phones. Well, I must admit, and we're gonna talk about this a lot more in part two, but Baby Dolls, when I, when I knew you in Baby Dolls, I mean, oh. they didn't have time for phones in there, did they? No, <laughs> if, they, uh, if you know about Baby Dolls, you'll know what, but that'll be in part two. I'm not gonna bring that out just yet. Customer service. <laughs> to the max, to the max. I mean, so obviously Bangkok, you came over, you've experienced the nightlife here, you, you've had the interpreter help you out for that time, which I'm sure she was very pleasant and grateful to you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you went back, when did you come back again? About four months later. Four months later. I made, in 10 years from, from uh, well, in 10 years of holidays, I made 30 trips. Sorry, Three, Anna, three me... times a year. So three times a year for 10 years, you made 30 trips. Wow, that's some going. So you've got some air miles on your uh, little account, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but, but I always took the cheapest flight, so I never ended up getting any bonuses. <laughs> yeah, don't blame you, to be fair. I mean, I, funny enough, we were talking about this on the channel the other day, and I was just saying, like, when you're asleep, it doesn't matter whether you're asleep in luxury or, or premium or whatever, it, you're asleep. You know, so why spend all that money when you can come over and spend on much more Well, my things? thoughts are the airplane the guys in business are gonna get there the same time I am. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it's 3,000, 3,500 from yeah. the US to fly business. It's, I yeah. couldn't see it. I was spending, the most I ever spent was about 750 back then, and the least I spent was 500. Wow, brilliant, brilliant. So when you came back second time, mm -hmm. were you still in Bangkok or did you start to travel around? The second time also was in Bangkok. And I went into the bus stop, which is on Soy 4 opposite Nana Plaza. Yeah, yeah. Or close to Nana Plaza. And I'm having lunch, and there's a guy sitting there, and we're talking, and, and he was from the U.S. also. Oh, okay. And I said to him, so, uh, where are you from? And we got to talking. Oh. And he says to me, he says, well, you've got to get to Pattaya, Pattaya. And I said, what's that? And he says, well, you know, have a look. And so I looked it up when I went home. Then I booked a trip for four <laughs> months later and said, let's go, I'm going to... So back then though, was the internet as relevant as it is today? And that's the reason that the girls and the attitudes have changed because of yeah. the internet. Yeah. You take the phones away, you take Facebook away, you take Thai friendly away, and the girls are back to being customer friendly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, you know, we will talk about this in more detail in part and, two, and, but yeah. And, and what, what I didn't mention was, the way I found Pattaya originally was, I used to go to Tijuana every couple weeks. Wow, nice. And I'm sitting in the Chicago club in Tijuana, which was a big like strip club. 
and there's a big guy from San Diego there and we get to talking. And I said, you know, I'm having a hard time finding a uh, tour guide that can spend more than just a couple hours with me. And he said, man, you gotta go to Thailand. <laughs> and that's all it took. I went home and I did research and that's how I went the first time. Wow, so obviously you went to, uh, to Bangkok twice. Right. And, and then, then the third time, or when? The well, I always stayed a couple of days in Bangkok on my holidays, but only a couple. Okay. Came to Pattaya, back to Bangkok for a day or two, and then flew home. Okay, so when you did first come to Pattaya, I mean, all those build-ups you've been listening to, people saying, you've got to go here, you've got to go here. I mean, when you finally arrived, I mean, we all have these built-up expectations as to what we're going to walk into. How did that balance out with how you were thinking? I got in the taxi in Bangkok. And as we're coming along, you know how the roundabout is, and he comes down Beach Road. Well, I'm staying at the penthouse. Okay. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so... Up a, we, we come down, but for some reason he goes up Soy 8. And the girls are shooting out of the bars, trying to open the car doors <laughs> and get me out of the car. That's how it was. I mean, that's how it was back then. So come on, tell the truth. Did you push the lock button down or did you lift it up and wind the window down? <laughs> we talked. I told him, I said, I'll be back. I'll be back. Wow, wow. I mean, that must have been just an eye-opening experience. Well, you, you can't believe it. And then if you've ever seen the room at the penthouse... Well, I want to talk about the penthouse. Oh, that, the rooms are just unbelievable. So I, we are talking about the penthouse, as in like the themed roomed penthouse. Correct. I mean, how, how have you managed to go from Bangkok to then decided to come to Patea, but you've managed to book what was probably notoriously the most, how do we call it, interesting hotel that we have possibly ever had here? I had the Atlantis Suite. Years ago on the website, they had detailed pictures of every room they had. <laughs> and I had the, what was called the Atlantis Suite. Okay. And it had a balcony overlooking patio land yeah. where you had Misty's bubbles, popcorn. Uh, uh, classroom was there? Classroom yeah. was there. At the classroom. Now, I love classroom. Yeah, Peter. Lady drinks back then were 69 baht, and they opened at 2 in the afternoon. I'd sit, 69 I'd sit in baht. there all afternoon because we were getting 45 or so to the dollar. Yeah. So it was cost <laughs> me a buck and a half. Yeah, it, it was great. You must have thought, happy days, I'm having plenty of this. I mean, so your room. Come on then, what was the decor like in your room? I want you to tell the truth. No lying, because oh. we know the penthouse. What was it like? The only problem with the penthouse was you could... If you saw somebody dancing that you wanted to have lunch with or buy yeah. coffee for, yeah. well, you could call down from your room and say, <laughs> N number 14 on the stage can, can you know, can, can she come, come out like, like to buy her coffee? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was incredible. Did but, you ever leave your room? <laughs> I did, but, but, but I didn't, uh, I never took advantage of that, but it was available and it was just, I mean, the bad part about it was they must have had a hundred different mini bar things. They had the disposable cameras. They had four or five kinds of booze. They had champagne. They had t-shirts. They had hats. They had everything you could imagine in the minibar. So, I've just so when you went down, you had to make sure they didn't nail you for minibar stuff you didn't buy. So I'm just going to ask you, Larry, disposable cameras were available in the bedrooms? And I'll tell you the story. <laughs> the, the, the little interpreter I got yeah. wanted a thousand baht to help me with my tie. And fair enough, and, and that was for a long session of, yeah. of Thai. So in the morning, I got up and, and I, I grabbed the disposable camera just to look at it. I had my own camera 
and I turned it over, and the disposable camera with 12 color pictures, yeah. <laughs> 1,200 baht. 1,200 baht? Back then. Damn. And I said to her, I said, you know, you, you provide a very good translation service yeah. <laughs> for 1,000 baht. And this camera, 12 pictures, 1,200. I said, something's wrong with oh, the, yeah. the balance here. Yeah, I mean, when you went out and around the bars, I mean, obviously staying where you stayed, I'm, I'm sure the girls were quite understanding about the themes, etc. I mean, when you were talking to girls and say, look, could you come back and help me with my tie? I mean, you know, did they go, oh, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> did any of them like have a bit of a fear factor going on? From coming back to the yeah. penthouse? Not a one. Not a one. Not a one. And how was Patea, I mean, comparing it to Bangkok? I mean, you obviously you'd spent time in Bangkok in the nightlife zone. I mean, I, I mean, what was the Nana Plaza like back then? Was it, was it a busy? Nana Plaza, it was busy, it was fun. Uh, it, it was far more interactive, the, the clubs were more lively. You know, now you've got Hollywood 1, Hollywood 2, Hollywood 3, mm. and they cater mostly, not only, but mostly to Asian clientele. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the last time I was in Bangkok, or one of the last times I was there with Terry Lee, you've probably met Terry yeah. that, that owned Baby Dolls. Yeah. And him and I were there, and I went in and I ordered a, uh, a Red Bull in uh, Rainbow Four. And she says, Red Bull and what? I said, no, honey, just a Red Bull. I don't drink. No, have to have alcohol with. I said, but, but I don't drink. She says, cannot. So we got up and left. And no. I, thought, I thought, well, it had to be a... a uh, a, a mix-up, or she didn't understand, but apparently you couldn't, I couldn't get a Red Bull. She wouldn't sell me a Red Bull, so, so you, we had, left. you had to drink alcohol. Well, that's, that's what, how it came across. She wouldn't, she wouldn't sell us a Red wow. Bull. I've got to ask you, Larry, and don't mind if, if, uh, if you don't want to answer this, but why don't you drink? Oh, because I was, I was probably an alcoholic. I say probably because I, I stopped on my own. I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't need to do anything to stop. Trouble is, I stopped 50 times before I actually <laughs> stopped. But I haven't had a drink in August. It will be 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. Shake my hammer, man. That's fantastic. Fair play, fair play, and 40 people years. People have a hard time believing that I haven't drank, yet I worked in the bar business here for well, 15 I was, years. I was just about to say to you, not only do you not drink, not only are you not drinking in what is probably one of the most entertaining areas that Thailand has to offer, but, and we're going to talk about it in a lot more detail part two, but you're not only not drinking in Pattaya, but you were in the bar scene as well. I mean, wow, that is some dedication. Fair play, my friend, fair play. It, uh, I, I never even, once I beat it, once I finally did beat it, I just never had the urge anymore, really. Incredible. Well, I mean, fair play. I try and do the same concept with food, but I fail. <laughs> I don't give up 50 times. I never even think about it 50 times. I just keep eating. That's why I'm out riding. Well, you know, food is the, the hardest addiction to beat. Mm. If you look it up on the internet, even of any drug. Mm. And the reason is because you have to eat to live. So, you know, you don't have to take to live mm. so you can get rid of it all together. Yeah. But food, you can eat a little bit. And of course, there's where the addiction starts. Well, I want a little more. I want a yeah. little more. You have to eat. Yeah, well, fair play, mate. Fair play. That's fantastic. So you're here in Patea. Obviously, you're in the bar industry, you've worked in the nightlife industry, and away from that, how else do you spend your time here? I mean, what are the other aspects of Patea that you enjoy that you think, you know, guys, listen, when you come here, we always associate it for being what it's primarily known for, but there's a lot of other things. I mean, how do you spend your time here? I, you know, I, I don't really do a, a lot now that I've retired. I mean, it's been three years since I've worked, and I, uh, 
I, I just don't do a lot. I mean, I walk every morning about 10 kilometers with a good friend of mine, which has lost 60, 67 pounds. Wow. Guy Bad named, play, guy named Steve. A lot of people know him on the forums as Striderman, but he's really dropped a lot of weight. And, oh, fair uh, play, Steve. Fair yeah, play. He's done real well. We walk every morning. Uh, I get, you know, I hang out at the pool a little bit. Mm -hmm. I live in a complex where there are a few foreigners and we get together, but other than that, I don't do too much. I like traveling the country when I can, but mm. the problem now is it, I'm afraid that if I travel, I'll get stuck and they'll say all of a sudden overnight, well, you got to quarantine like they just did in Wahin for mm -hmm. Bangkok yeah, people. Yeah. And so I'm waiting for them to lift that so I can travel because I've traveled just about all over the country the, in between the last lockdowns. And people say, well, I take buses and trains. And people say, well, you could fly. And, and the flight was cheaper than the train. Mm. But I tell them, I want to see what's between point A and point yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just get there. I want to see what's between there. Have you ever taken the train from Pattaya to Bangkok for four and a half hours? <laughs> One time with a good friend of mine, Doug. Him Isn't it brilliant? It is, because do you know how many stops? Oh, I've done it once, and it's like about 50 stops. It's like... 28. Is it 28? But yeah, still, I mean, 28 stops, It's incredible. Hours. And like when you're going down the road, they stop, people get on, trying to sell you stuff and get back off again. It's like... And, you, and it was only 28 baht. Yeah. Well, it's 46 now, 46 baht now. Last, last time I went Bangkok to Wahin, I learned by taking the Bangkok train from, from Pattaya to Bangkok, that third class, they put all the windows down, so you don't really need, I mean, it's plenty cool. Yeah. So me and a friend went from Bangkok to Wahin, and at that time it, it was 28 baht or 18 baht or something. Wow. It was stupid money. And how long did that take? You know, I don't recall. I don't really recall how long it took. But we didn't, really didn't care, because we were on one of those trips that it just didn't matter. I mean, you know. A couple I mean, nights here, a couple nights there. Yeah, I mean, talking about the train, guys, if you're not, on, if you're not sure about what we're, we're talking about, if you haven't been on the train, um, there is a train service. It goes from Pattaya up to Bangkok. It goes right the way through the middle of Bangkok City. It's an incredible journey. And like Larry says there, was it 28 stops, you said? 28. 28, 28 stops. And it is, it's just a journey. And all I can say to you is, if you're here for like three or four weeks, do it. grab a day, Go up to Bangkok for a night and come back in the taxi. I wouldn't suggest coming back on the train, but basically go up from here on the train. It really is. You go through the mountains and everything. No. It's beautiful. But, but beautiful. they don't run on the weekends. Do they not? They do not oh, run I never Saturday knew that. and Sunday. Blimey, I've been here 10 years, I never knew that. Only Monday through Friday. Well, there you go. So there's your midweek evening out. Go up to Bangkok for the night and uh, take the train. It really is something special. There's one at about 2 o'clock. That's and it, And then yeah. there's one at about 4.30. Yeah, definitely, definitely take the 2 o'clock because you get to Bangkok about 6, 6.30 yeah. around Check there. Check into a hotel, yeah. see what there is to see. And then away you go. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier there, Larry, that you've been all around Thailand. You've been to, to pretty much everywhere about here. I mean... Where would be, if I said to you, right, you can't live here anymore, you've got to go, you've got to go, but you're not leaving the country, you've got to go somewhere in Thailand to set up home. Based on the fact you've been everywhere around here, where would you go and why? Uh, either Suratani. Oh, good shout. Or Nong Kai. Whoa, good. Now that's a man that's traveled. This is a man that's traveled because I know both those cities and yeah. I love Suratani. I mean, you're in the middle of everything and it's got everything that Bangkok offers and it's just, it's really, really nice. I also like Hat Yai. A lot of people say, oh, I'm worried about Hat Yai. Like Terry Lee, I couldn't get him to go with me. He was worried because he, you know, oh, they have bombings there, his wife told him and everything. And I said, come on, man. 
and I went down on my own. He wouldn't come, and we had a, I had a really good time in that guy. Yeah, what's your thoughts of Phuket? You know what? Uh, in the last couple of years, I've been to, to Patong. Yeah. And it was okay. I'm not impressed with the nightlife because it's nothing like Pattaya. We're spoiled Agreed. for nightlife. But I stayed the last time in Phuket town, if you've ever been. Boy, that's a nice area. No, I've, I've only done the main drag, obviously, in, in Phuket. Um, Phuket town is a main area. And I found that, you know, people are saying they have the... Uh, the tuk-tuk mafias wherever mm. you go it's 500 baht which is pretty true wow but they've got these these i'm sure that some of the viewers have traveled on them they've got these like it's an open-air bus and they're really old and you don't even need to go to a bus stop you flag them down and they go to all four or five beaches and it's 50 baht wow you get nice. on wh wherever you flag them down and you get off wherever you want to get off 50 baht did you make the tourist uh, mistake when you first came here and stopped the bart bus and say how much is it to go there did you know <laughs> well you know why because i did my homework yeah. i really did my homework i studied six well i studied probably a couple of months before i came to bangkok the first time and i knew where to go and what yeah. to do and who to see and it, it i must admit it's, it's quite it's quite not sad that's the wrong word but it's when i see people and they're flagging the bar bus down and then they go and start speaking to the driver i'm like no no just get on it's 10 bar he's now going to charge you 100 bar if you're lucky you know it's uh, it's awful i want to ask you because we're going to come to the end of part one part two guys we are going to really uh, dig down deep with larry and about his experience in the in the go go bar scene here that he's been for many many years um but i want to ask you a question and i want to basically take your knowledge now so we've got a guy watching the channel never been here before now i appreciate right now we're in a difficult time but i want to ignore that and i want to imagine things are back to what the the normal is or the new normal as we're going to expect a guy's coming here for the very first time you've been here a long long time larry what's your pearls of advice to that man well i get him every time on this every time i i, I would say don't make any plans because plans never work Mm. You know, before you come, if you've got plans, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here. It, ju it just doesn't work. And you've got to see Walking Street. I mean, and, and unless, you're a, a, un unless you're a guy that likes nature and things, it, it's a waste to uh, go to Nong Nooch, in my opinion. I've lived here so many years, I've never been to Nong Nooch. And people say, well, you've never been. Mm. And I, there's one, one tip I can give you that I did get from Terry Lee, my ex-boss. My son and daughter came to visit me. And I told them, I said, look, I want to take them everywhere. But Jesus Christ, you go to the Tiger Zoo, it's 300 to get in. You take them to the elephants, it's just... So Terry Lee said, go to the Million Stone Park. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if you've crocodile ever been. Crocodile Park, yeah, Crocodile Park. They've got everything there. They've got yeah. elephants, they've got tigers, they've got crocodiles. Mm. It's about 400 baht to get in and you see everything there. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And, and as far as the adult thing goes, if you're, I mean, I, I would tell everybody to go down on Walking Street, have a look. Uh, don't get conned, don't go upstairs. Forget the ping pong, oh, yeah. ping pong ball show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of places I like on Walking Street, if I can mention. Yeah, of course you can, yeah. Our uh, pinup, pinup, even in these times, the last time we were in there, they had 100 girls. Other bars are hurting for girls. They had 100 girls. But a real friendly place I really like down there is Atlantis. Do you know mm, Ken yeah, from Atlantis yeah, Viking? Ken, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it, they make you feel at home. The prices are right. It's comfortable. 
the girls are friendly, and the service manager down there, Big, do you know Big? I don't know Big, no. Big, no. he's just a super guy. He was at Misty's for years, and Ken got him somehow over to uh, Atlantis, which was a great ad for them, because Big's mm. the top guy. Okay. Good guy. And uh, of course you got Soy Bukao, I mean, that's all came up. Tree Town, uh, made in Thailand. Mm. If you're a sports fan, you got to get over and see Danny at Danny's Sports oh, Bar. Oh, great guy, yeah, great yeah. guy. Great I'm a guy. Detroit Tiger fan. I'm wearing the Red Sox gear because my <laughs> friend, uh, Glenn from Australia, is a big Red Sox fan, and he got me this gear. So I'm wearing the Red Sox gear, but I'm a Detroit <laughs> Tiger fan. And Danny was a beat writer for the Detroit yeah, Tigers yeah. for 18 years. So him and I, we, we, we talk a lot about Detroit. Brilliant. It, it comes in good. But Brilliant. That's what I would say. Just don't make any plans and make sure you get out and see things. All right. One quick question, because you've talked a lot about it just recently now. Walking Street, do you think it's going to survive or do you think it's going to be changed? What do you think? That's an interesting question. Do you remember when Beach Road, when they did the, uh, all the wooden walkway? Remember when they built the wooden walkway? Oh, God, yeah. I, okay, well, if you ever saw the rendition, the artist's rendition before they did it, it was exactly like the rendition. I was amazed. Right. So Walking Street, they had a rendition of how it's going to be. Mm. Yeah. Well, it showed these big trees every right, 30 yeah. or 40 feet. And these feet. big arches. Yeah. And I'm thinking, if they actually do that, it's really going to change Walking Street. I don't think it, they're ever going to get rid of it. But, you know, they keep saying that they're not going to renew licenses. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Mm. I, I just I just can't see them all of a sudden as these licenses expire, whether it's the beach side or the, the other side. I can't see the government saying, oh, well, that's it. Sorry. See you later. Mm. No, no. Well, that's it. Sorry. See you. I mean, they may do it. Mm. I just can't see it happening. I well, just don't think it's going to I guess happen. time will be the true judge, won't it? We'll it have will. to find out. Well, there you go, guys. That's it from part one with uh, Larry. What a fantastic guy. Thank you so much, my friend. It's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Part two. Thanks for having I'll me. I'll tell you what, like this guy, he knows so much about the nightlife industry. And I'm going to just do one name drop before we go. Baby dolls. Now, if you know about the nightlife here and baby dolls, this is your man. But we'll come back in part two in a few days. and We're going to talk about that. Guys, thank you very much for being on the channel. Thank you very much for watching. Please, as always, remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video. Check out our Discord uh, chat group. There's over 1,700 people in there now, all talking about everything that's going on here and when they're going to come over, etc., etc. And join our members area. There's more and more members joining each and every day, and I'm going around speaking to lots of bars and restaurants, etc., and negotiating different things that I can get back for you when you show your digital ID card. All right, guys, that's it from us today. Thank you ever so much for watching, and please, as as always, stay safe.